Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of spooky annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. Love is a song that never ends. Sunshine turns to rain. In Disney cartoons, a parent dies. Life will be full of pain. We bring tears to children's eyes. They'll never sleep again. That's right. We're the show that explores the animated sitcom The Simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond. But we don't look at the old seasons, seasons 1 through 10. No, no, no. We look at beyond from seasons 11 and beyond and the newest episodes when we can. And, you know, I, like anybody, love to be scared, so I like the spooky season. But I can't do this on my own. I am an annoyed grunt boy named Steve, and with me, as always... Spooky Craig. Yay, Spooky Craig. We've done a couple of Halloween episodes, and I feel like, don't we always put fun sound effects in and stuff? Yeah, we put a bed, and I usually just default to being a Dracula. Yeah. Not even a vampire, just a Dracula. Yeah. I love the spooky time of the year. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's great. You know, the I think October is my favorite month. I agree. It's uh, it's when I got married. It's uh, spooky. Not because I got married, but just because <laughs> of the leaves and the goose, ghosts and the ghouls. I mean, I was kind of spooked the fact that you did get married. But uh, I know. Yeah, it's because it, there's still in our area in the Pacific Northwest. It is a little chillier, but there's never like October is never really a lot of rain. There's like rain, like maybe a couple days, but you'll still yeah. have like blue skies and sunny but it, it like with at a nice like 56 degrees yeah there's a lovely like chill in the air you get the leaves falling it majority of people love the fall season it's so know. funny when i'm talking to customers at work and they're like they're excited the way that people by what i assume normal people are about summertime they're like it might rain today i'm like yeah <laughs> and we're like excited for it like we had our first big rain a few weeks back and i literally ran out of my store just to see it and it was delightful <laughs> I mean, mostly because I'm excited for the rain. November is pretty much like a downpour in mm-hmm. in the Portland area. So I'm really yep. excited that uh, all the heavy rain is going to get rid of all the protesters in front of hospitals saying not to fire people that don't want to be vaxxed. That's all I'm yep. looking forward to. Yep. And I hope those people that are protesting can go get jobs, but they can't because they're not vaxxed. That's right. <sighs> that November rain, man. Guns and Roses was right. To me, that's my paradise city. You just need a little sweet. patience. Yeah. And, you know, if we had kids, we'd be like, oh, sweet child of mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, one of my favorite things, because I'm a basic bee, uh-huh. is, of course, in October time, everything's pumpkin spiced. And I That's... vowed on this podcast in October, I'm going to be pumpkining it up. That's right. So it's time for our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs> So I'm continuing my pumpkin quest. I'm sorry if you guys uh, hate pumpkin ale and I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm changing it up. So last week I had what, a, a coffee pumpkin stout? Yes, from Elysian Brewing, the Pumpkin yes. And I loved it. So good. It is. So I'm going to uh, Belgium. Not Ooh. that Belgium, the New Belgium. Ooh la la, fancy. Yeah, new, new Belgium uh, Brewing. And they have a uh, beer called the Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin. Ooh. Now, Steve, you may know me. I'm something of a heat seeker. Of course. Uh, wrong podcast. Uh, <laughs> but one of my favorite flavors, of course, besides being pumpkin, because it's always a mix of cinnamon. I love a cinnamon. Any like cinnamon candy, cake, cookie. Give me the cinnamon. All right. King of the spices. There you go. 
So yeah, it's described as a, a pumpkin ale featuring cinnamon, which I love, and habanero chili, which yeah, mm. as being a heat seeker, I love a habanero for just the right about amount of heat. I'm a little cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Because I don't know if I want a spicy brew, but we'll find out. Uh, so the can, I would say, hmm, hmm. I think it's, it's I think it's like tween friendly. Yeah. Like, I, I think if you were like in seventh grade, and you saw this, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, I want to drink this because it looks like a cool energy drink. So it looks like it's like a, a biker, a, a, a skull with, with like a cool mohawk and like a snow cap type of thing. Just, glasses. I do have to say, though, Maybe like I'm a little confused by his headgear. Yeah, his earmuffs, too. Because he's wearing earmuffs over his snow hat. And, and then his like mohawk hat. is peeking out. But, but is there a patch on the, the hat? It looks like a mushroom or something. Yeah. And he's got like Elvis, like gold, like giant Elvis gold glasses. Mm-hmm. And then like an orange, like scarf. So at least he has a face max for COVID, I guess. That's true. <laughs> and a cool leather biker jacket. Anyways, it's it's fun. <laughs> All right. Let me, let's give it a try, though. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. Oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I get the, the, the cinnamon, but. I don't like the spice. Don't like the spice. Yeah, no, like uh, the opposite of Dune. Yeah, oh, I was gonna do j- Dune joke. Um, yeah, call me anti Spice Girls, <laughs> no, but I love the spice. I'm a, a slothy spice. <laughs> Here, here's the thing: like for me, beer is a refreshing, uh, a refreshing experience. For instance, I do like spice. Like if I'm eating a chicken wing, right? Like a spicy buffalo chicken wing. Yeah. I want to wash that down with some like cold brew that Delightful. doesn't spice me up. Yeah. So like there's nothing better than like a chicken wing and like a, like a lager, right? Or like a pilsner. Mm-hmm. And then but like drinking something like this. Well, of course, I wouldn't have a pumpkin ale with chicken wings, but it, it kind of gives you like, OK, so, you know, I, I, I'm a big whiskey fan. And sometimes there's like a burn when you drink like a, a, a like a hard alcohol. That's yeah. fine. But the spice actually gets into your like like your tongue and like your upper like the Ugh. roof of your mouth. And this is not this is not satisfying. This is not this is not good. I haven't really been negative on, on any of the beers I've really drank on this podcast. New Belgium, more like new bell gone. <laughs> Get out of my mouth. Like, I don't even want to finish this. Yeah, get out of his mouth and into a car and drive far away. You know what? I would rather drink the gasoline for my car than this. Wow. In fact, I bet I could probably fuel my car with this crap. <laughs> Steve, have you tried this? I don't think I have. I, I've i had um, New Belgium in the past, and, um, you know, they do some things okay, some things not so well, but I don't know. I think you're just, you're trying to do too much with the, like, pumpkin ale is already controversial, as you talked about. Yeah. And to add heat to it, I think it's just a confusing palette it, in it, general. It is confusing. And you know what? The reason why it's so confusing palette is because of their stupid logo, too. It's it's a confusing picture. Yeah. We don't want to make of this. Voodoo. More like doo-doo. I can't say it any better than that. That's <laughs> that's a good review right there. Atomic pumpkin. More like atomic bomb. In your gut. Steve, uh, this is a pass. New Belgium, you're fired. You're fired. Get out of here. As uh, our former great 45th president would say. <laughs> that's right. Soon to be 47th. And 48th and 49th. I don't know how that works, but it's supreme leader. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, what do you got for us? Are you are you gonna are you gonna be spooky with us? I am gonna be spooky, though. I am not gonna rock the pumpkin this week, though I have nothing against them. I do li- like a pumpkin ale. But I have um from uh, Oregon uh, brewery captured by porches out of St. Helens. But what they did is they did a 
fun thing where they put on a costume and changed their name for uh, October for to Punctured by Corpses Brewing. So they went from Ooh. Captured by Porches to Punctured by Corpses. And so this is the Undead Porter, uh, which reads as uh, a Baltic-style porter brewed strong and slow, lagered at 48 degrees Fahrenheit. It was made with full pint variety of barley, which is bred at Oregon State University, mm-hmm. to be disease resistant from for the North uh, Pacific Northwest. Okay. So I don't know what that means, but it's uh, <laughs> got 45 IBUs. It is 8.1% alcohol. Yummy. I love a Baltic porter because it's a nice uh, combination of the dry porters of England with the uh, more potent uh, Russian stouts. And it is a very dark color. Perfect for a spooky evening. The can is, uh, I guess, kind of kid friendly. It features a skeleton of a bird. Maybe a what kind of bird is that? Is that like a pelican? Oh, no. <laughs> it could be. Maybe we're like making a uh, a dig oh. at pelican brewing. That's also in Oregon. That's true. Some shade there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Oh, man. I, I'm sorry that your beer was a stinker. Mine is not. No, that's really good. It's very uh, rich and uh, chocolatey without being sweet. Like there's definitely chocolate melt in there. Uh, I'm and it just it just tastes like you bit into a really nice, like good quality candy bar, your chocolate bar. Yeah, not like a, like a Hershey's, but like a, an artisanal, no. an artist, artisanal chocolate bar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. I love a porter. And like yeah. I've always said, there's never a porter that I can billy. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> I, I might have to j- jump to your store and pick that up. It looks delicious. Yeah, it sounds really delicious good. too. Yeah. yeah, and I like the the commitment to uh, change your name of the brewery for a little bit. That's that's very fun. It's really interesting. I think it's more like an eco friendly thing with a lot of these um, local breweries or just a lot of microbreweries now with like the aluminum cans where they just got like a basic aluminum can where they put like a like thick stock sticker over. Yeah. Instead of like printing, it might be cheaper. Maybe it's a more eco-friendly thing. I don't know, but I think it's kind of cool. And to your point, um, the sticker actually shows like a born on date, but oh, they yeah, did like it, that. but they did it in a way where basically they just have all the months listed and the years 2021 and 2022. And they basically just hole punched. So it was brewed on September 17th, 2021. Wow. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And it's captured in mortal form on this date. So really leaning into the spookiness. I I think you picked the right beer for this episode. I think so. And it's vegan. Oh, man. I was hoping they put meat juice in your beer. (laughs) Seems like they would put some in uh, your beer. They probably did. Well, let's just get on with this week. It's a new it's a new week. It is. uh, So maybe new movies, new music, number one charts. I hope so. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the uh, box office this week? Well, I'll let you know I helped get this movie to number one because I paid for it like six times. Wow. It was uh, uh, Daniel Craig's final outing as uh, the old 007 himself, Jameson Bond, <laughs> at, uh, No Time to Die Hard. Is that what it's called? No, I, just, I think it's No Time to Die. Yeah. I think Bruce Willis is basically like, oh, man, No Time to Die Hard was a great title for the 14th Die Hard movie. I've done it. <sighs> oh, well. Anyway, so yeah, No Time to Die. Uh, the last of the, the Craig. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was James Bond, and um, this is my movie. Um, so I saw it. Um, so yeah, why I said like I paid for it six times is the theater I originally went was going to, I purchased tickets off of Fandango because the way movies work, I mean, they kind of even did this pre-COVID was when you buy tickets, like everything was kind of assigned seating, which I love this now. Oh yeah. So, like there's no like hesitation. Like I hope we don't, you know, let's get to the movie 45 minutes early so we can get good seats and sit there for 45 minutes and watch the fucking 20. Um, <laughs> but now like you just buy the seats and you get there like, you know, 10 minutes before the preview start and 
you're golden. So to do that, I purchased tickets and I get to the theater. It was it was in a mall and there was like a power outage that happened for like a couple minutes. Ooh. So when we get to the theater, the, the employees, they're just in chaos mode. They don't know what's going on because the current movies that were playing, you know, it was like it's obviously it stopped. So they're now like, oh, shit, what do we do? And like the manager, like, let's just start giving refunds out. And then I asked like a guy, I'm like, um, well, I have tickets for like a 230 show. And that's what I've seen. And it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, OK, they, they didn't know. So we had like in a line. And by the time like we get to line, I can't get refund from Fandango online because like the movie's already started. It's like, sorry, you can't get a refund. Mm-hmm. But they ended up just like giving passes out. And so I got I got my free passes. But luckily, there is another AMC theater five miles away from where mm-hmm. I was at. And I look on the Fandango app. I'm like, oh, there's a show in like in an hour for the movie. Let's <laughs> just do that theater. And we got the passes. But then I felt like other jerks were going to do the same thing with those passes. So I ended up still buying the tickets on Fandango. <laughs> well, we don't have those passes. So that's why I paid for, you know. Two, two experiences for, for uh, James Bond, but I still have the passes, so I'll, I'll use those eventually. But but the No Time to Die was my return to the cinema um, after the COVID. So how, I, uh, I how was your experience? Uh, first of all, going I mean after all that debacle, the theater experience in general, how was that? I was totally fine with it. Here's the thing: like the the, the theaters that I went to, like the AMC, used to be a. Um, it was owned by a different company called Cinetopian, where they had like really cool theater rooms and like oh, yeah. beer and food. Like, but it got it, it went under, and then AMC bought it out. But AMC did at the the mall one didn't want to uh, buy the 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 beer the like the alcohol license. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a straight up theater. So there's no like food or I mean there's like pop like concessions, but right. there's no like you know burgers and pasta dishes that you could buy. Like although who wants to eat spaghetti watching a movie <laughs> in a theater? It's weird. Anyways, but the one we went to is also a Cinetopia and not AMC, but they still had a bar. So it was kind of cool because like, oh, we could have a couple of beers before we were, you know, an hour early and mm-hmm. we had these science seating. So, you know, had a couple of beers, talked to the bartender, it was pretty fun. He was a cool guy. Nice. Um, we kind of talked about comic books. It was it was it was a good time. And then we went to the movie and like uh the seating's assigned. So like I was a dick and uh, I went with one of our friends, Greg, who's a big Bond fan, and I bought three tickets in the kind of like middle. So there was like the aisle the the aisle seat was still available and then the other one was available so there was like two bu- we had two buffers so like there wasn't gonna be like that one single person and if there was they would have had the seats but no mm. couples could come in so we had like a nice buffer zone nice but I'm also thinking like movie tickets are pretty cheap. I was like, I, I'm probably just gonna buy like four tickets. And even kind of if a it's good just move, like, yeah. Even if it's just like Heather and myself, that way we mm-hmm. have like a buffer zone. Sounds like the best move, actually. It really is. And like, I didn't realize how like the, the theater I went because I went on a Sunday matinee and it was like the other theater was like eight dollars for a ticket. I'm like, yeah. I'll pay for four tickets. So just yeah. Heather and I going to a theater, be that jerk. But then I don't have anyone next to us. That's so good. Anyway, so. Uh, that was my review of No Time to Die. <laughs> Steve, um, uh, man, uh, let me see. Past two weeks, we had uh, that uh, one song, Stay. So I'm, I'm assuming Stay's still on the, uh, on, the, on the charts. Oh, no, Craig. We told Stay to go. And uh, the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 is My Universe by Coldplay and BTS, which I assume is built to spill, but it's probably not. <laughs> Isn't that the famous uh, Korean pop band, BTS? I think so. Not the 90s indie rock band, Built to Spill. 
a BTS or a Bill Gates totally suckered us all into getting COVID shots. That's oh. right. <laughs> Trying to warn us. All right, let's let's hear this applause. think uh gwyneth powder's like oh, he didn't write that song about me yeah maybe it was about apple maybe it was about apple uh, do you think like chris martin's like i mean we, we still have like millions of dollars and millions of fans but let's get millions of more and bring bts in this yeah steve i've seen coldplay live i would imagine they put on a good show this was back in like the olden days of coldplay like uh the scientist or something right yeah i think it was i i saw them when i think they only had like three albums out maybe like the the, like fix you or whatever like that Mm -hmm. was like i don't know what the album that was but i think it was before la vida loca yeah 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 (laughs) ricky martin hit um (laughs) no i uh i like the first couple of coldplay albums they're uh very popular in our household in fact uh my wife laura has a uh, my wife has a coldplay tattoo yeah, Chris Martin's got a good voice. I like he does his have voice. a good voice. I, that's uh, my biggest takeaway from that song is that song might not be for me, but I cannot deny that he's got a great voice yeah. and it's very musically well done. It's like him and Paul Bettany like look alike and they sound alike, <laughs> you know? I've never put that together, but that makes yeah. so much sense. That's so good. And I love like Paul Bettany. So for yeah. me, there we go. All right. Enough of our Tom Fulery, Steve. I think we've right. dragged on enough. Um, uh, James Bond and Coldplay. Now it's time to get down to Simpsons. Simpsons. So we're talking about Treehouse of Horror 32. We've That's, got five segments of fun. Someday we'll be 32 years old. That's right. But not today. Uh, just listen to us talk about it. You know, we're, we're going to take a break and then uh, we'll talk about all the segments. How about that, Steve? Sounds wonderful. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about Treehouse of Horrors 32, the third episode of the 33rd season. It originally aired on October 10th, 2021. It is episode 709 in the show's run. Your nerd code is QABF16. It was written by John Frink, directed by Matthew Fahan, and your showrunner is Al Jean. All right. Let's talk about Squid Game. All right. Make those Uh, little cookies yet? (laughs) Steve, I haven't watched Squid Game. I just figure we, we we just start talking about Squid Game because that's what everyone's talking about right now. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah, it's very popular. <laughs> it's the new uh, Tiger King, right? Exactly, but less depressing to me somehow. Because it's fictional. Right. And it's, you know, a uh, startling takedown of uh, 
class warfare uh, by a Korean filmmaker. So uh, that might play a role later on in this hmm. episode. Have you actually watched the Squid Games? I think we're three episodes in, maybe four. Huh. Okay. We only watch them in the morning in like one episode increments when we're uh, eating breakfast because we're weirdos like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I suggest doing it uh, with the dub, not the sub. Better that way. Wait, is this like a dominatrix thing you're telling me to do? Exactly. Yeah. Wear the leather. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So watch it with the subtitles. Yeah. yeah. I heard that too. Like, don't watch it with the dubbed. Yeah. It just always seems weird to me. Like, well, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, when I watched Parasite, you know, that was same thing i watched the you know the uh, subtitle then watch mm-hmm. the dub it's, it's always, always just like i'm a i'm a korean man <laughs> yeah all right. i'm a korean woman <laughs> well steve uh let's just get on with uh this uh horrific tale of horror Ooh, 32, 32 of them yeah they should have done that. they should have done 32 segments yeah and uh have matthew johnson as a guest star oh yeah <laughs> take go through his haunted movie theaters hey i went to one of his haunted movies wait does he own amc's or um i don't think so i think he owns magic johnson's movie theaters oh i thought he had like some share in some like other he, big he chain. might actually yeah i don't know all right well all right. let's get on with it uh so it usually starts you know what i miss the old days of the treehouse horrors when marge would come out under the curtain and uh tell everyone it's a pretty scary story and put your kids away mm-hmm. to bed they don't do that like with the first like couple yeah but i also liked it when they were actually like telling stories like in the first like three yeah yeah because it was fun to see them in their halloween costumes yeah yeah we don't get any of the uh take a point off for that i want to see kids in their halloween costumes that sounds weird but okay <laughs> actually i do enjoy seeing trick-or-treaters all right yeah no it's, it's delightful halloween is probably my my favorite time of the year a beautiful time you know i've noticed now people are putting up decorations more and now there's they're instead of uh christmas getting the 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 lights on the houses now now the halloween's getting the lights on the house and i i approve of that okay i celebrate that too it's it's a lot more fun i think uh i mean i'm a, I'm a fan of christmas lights and uh and uh, halloween lights i mean i'll take uh what, what other holiday can get some lights around the house uh maybe some arbor day lights yeah i'll put some lights around my wood <laughs> Um, I don't think we need lights for Fourth uh, of July unless uh, you trade the fireworks for the lights because that way the animals don't get so spooked. That's yeah, and I think I said it before for Fourth of July. I'm all for like drone light shows these days. Oh yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't need uh, Valentine's Day to have lights. I, I hate Valentine's Day, so yeah, I don't need that one. Yeah, no. Saint Patrick's Day, yeah, put your put light your house up. up all green. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Um. <laughs> Maybe not the day. Uh, wait, D Day is a good one, right? No, V Day is the good one. Okay, because like I was gonna say, you don't want like, you don't want like flashing lights to celebrate war. <laughs> this seems weird. It's I don't like think having, thanks, like, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. doesn't need lights. No, you want to dim the lights because you're horrible yeah. to look at because you just ate four thousand <laughs> calories in one day. All right, I guess we're just gonna keep it at Halloween and uh, Christmas, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's just we're, we can't talk about Christmas yet, Steve. Not yet. Not yet. We only got pretty much a week. <laughs> Yeah, before Christmas, we can talk about like actually right like at November 1st is when Christmas decorations start going up. Yeah, actually, I bet if we went to like your local Kroger right now, I, there's probably like there's Christmas probably, lights yeah. and and ornaments already. Yeah. In fact, I know there is because I bought an ornament the other day. <laughs> All right. Well, 
let's uh let's get on with uh this week's uh tree house. this week's treehouse <laughs> like they do every week and it always starts out in a beautiful disney animation style i gotta hand it this opening mm-hmm. of the bambi parody i just love this animation they do such a good job of mimicking disney and i know they are like technically disney these days no, but yeah I, I want the animators to actually make like an old school animated disney movie yeah because it does evoke like the color tones are yeah. really good at evoking like the 50s and 60s disney i have it like right now just kind of pause on the uh, bart as bambi and millhouse's thumper and just uh-huh. like the the lighting from the sun and the the, the tree and because it looks like an old cell yeah and then the, the the like a painted cell and then you just put the animatics on the characters on it looks great yeah um so yeah you know with that uh, you hear this woman singing this uh melodic voice kind of in a disney tune i'm uh, talking about seasons of changing and like parents dying and cartoons and uh, uh from the house of the mouse there steve so meanwhile we see like a bee pollinating a flower and then uh he shoots his little little uh, stinger into the eye of a nearby frog oh is that how the, <laughs> the stingers work i don't think so <laughs> Although I think I remember having a Charlotte Hornets t-shirt in the early 90s that depicted a, a bullet. A, I remember a, that, yeah. An array of uh, stingers coming out of its butt. They were, it was it the, the early 90s for like those sports teams. They had the the teal and the, the purple as the colors. Oh, yeah. Like the, Mar- I remember the Marlins uh, for, fo- or for baseball. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, and then San Jose Sharks, when they were a new team and, 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 and the Ducks, it was kind of like that, that teal. Yeah. Just like really popular. Really, really vibrant, ugly colors. So, such a 90s color. <laughs> yeah. I was all in for the Hornets. Like they were the coolest to me. Oh, and that when the Florida Marlins came to be a, an expansion, I was like, I want that jacket because it's cool looking yeah. like a hat, you know? <laughs> and we were having a cool Florida Marlins jacket. I don't Yeah. I don't. I don't think I knew any of the players. I just wanted the jacket. Yeah, I knew Larry Grandmama Johnson, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I was still a Cubs fan. You know, I rooted for the Cubs, but I just wanted the jacket. I just wanted to look cool in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get all the girls. And what doesn't go well with teal? <laughs> I was probably wearing like my uh, parachute pants with it too. Sure, yeah. <laughs> with my slap bracelets. <laughs> yeah, and like a big, like chunky pair of Nikes. <laughs> uh, probably the Jordans, yeah. Yeah. But not the the not the like the good. You you remember there was like the cheap ones for like kids, and then like yeah, the, yeah. I had the cheap ones, of course. Parents are gonna they don't want to shell out the good money for kids' feet grow, right? Exactly, and they're gonna get dirty. Yeah. All right. So yeah, like I said that bee pollinates that flower, and again shooting the the stingers. Yeah, I thought this was hilarious because just the bee's face is all happy too when he does it, because then the frog pulls out his tongue, whips out his tongue there, and grabs the bumblebee, um, swallow him whole, and then the the bee responds by shooting another stinger into the the frog's eyes. But if he already shot his stinger, Steve, I don't think that's a stinger. I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Let you know how there. You know how there's. Um, <clears throat> Like the honeybees, like once they sting you, they die because their sting rips out of their body. Yeah. I was looking this up and while that's true, it's it's mostly like for like larger, thicker skin man- mammals. But for like if it was like a, a another insect or like another another animal that was didn't have as a thick of the skin, the honeybee can continue stinging and use their sting. It's just because of the, the skin. And when they sting into like like a human or like another so they, animal, it's so their bar sting the uh, today's kids all they wanted because they're, they're so thin skinned. Yeah. All those millennials. Yeah. Getting offended by everything. Those little snowflakes. Uh, yeah. There's your there's your bee talk. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, the display of a uh, local fauna. Continues. Wait, I just want to ask one question. I never saw sure. the Jerry Seinfeld bee movie. Does he ever like 
Do they ever make a joke about his stingers? Like, I want to prick you, but it'll fall off. Like to the human yeah. lady. I don't know. I think that's the exact uh, line. <laughs> I want to prick you, but it'll fall off. Jerry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we should do a, a drunken uh, watch of that. Yeah. And then we'll punch it up. Like, you know, I think this this comic guy, Jerry Seinfeld, I think he needs to punch up. He doesn't really know comedy. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll teach him a thing or two. We two dummies should do it. <laughs> Although at this point, I think we're more in tune with like pop people. culture and people than he yeah. is. Yeah, I don't think he's spoken to a person who wasn't another comedian or <laughs> right. the rate a com- uh, poor server at a diner in years. <laughs> I have all the cars and money. Take that, Jay Leno. <laughs> Why am I done nuts all of a sudden? Ah, Andy. <laughs> now I'm just imagining Andy Griffith as uh, <laughs> as Kramer. It doesn't work. I was thinking more uh, Aunt B as Kramer. Oh, yeah. Opie as George. Or Opie as George. Well, no, if you're thinking about it, no, it would be so Andy, of course, is no, Andy is, is Jerry. And yeah. then uh, uh, Don Knotts, uh, he would be George. Yeah, that's true. And Andy. Opie would be Opie would be Kramer and be his <laughs> uh, Elaine. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I love that episode where she's not sponge worthy, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the 50s. So she was talking about actual cleaning sponges. Yeah, because of <laughs> her so favorite sponge. from the war. Uh, wait, wait, now let's just take that script and put it into Andy Griffith. Yeah. How do they how do they do around with the masturbation talk yeah. for Andy Griffith? Maybe oh, oh. oh. <laughs> maybe okay. So it's uh Andy discovers walks in on Opie in Obi's room and Obi's discovered pounding off. <laughs> and they have a uh <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's not talk about Mayberry anymore. All right. Let's get back into our deep dive. <laughs> Of the 19 seconds we're into this uh, yeah. episode of the Treehouse of Horror on this, the 138th Simpsons podcast. Uh, so the display of local fauna continues with a possum uh, taunting a skunk. The uh, little stinker bats away at the animal and then tries to spray it, but the possum uses its tail to evade the stink. Just then, a bear reaches out and grabs the possum, swallowing it whole and spitting out its skeleton completely intact. The skunk sees this and then releases a stink fart of fear. Stink fart of fear. Yeah. That's the name of my band. Uh, yeah, so the singer uh, goes on telling that the world of pain and tears that Disney brings to children's eyes. And then we see very adorable raccoon get his head stuck in a pumpkin and it falls off a cliff, uh, presumably to its like death. I was kind of, you know, raccoons are one of my favorite animals. Sure. I know they're a bunch of dicks, but maybe that's why I like them because I'm a dick. Because of the gore that comes up after this, I almost mm-hmm. expecting like his head to explode. They're going to show the ex- like his head explode. Yeah, kind of wanted to see that because so instead of gore, you got a gourd. Hey, there you go. Um, so then we see a young deer that uh, resembles Bambi, but it's got spiky hair. So you know, spiky hair with like a fox attitude. Oh, yeah. It's of course uh, Bam Barty. Did they say his name? Bart? I think they say Barty. Barty, yeah. It's uh, Dear Bart, accompanied by a, a thumper, but it's Millhouse. Millhouse Thumper. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I always thought Thumper was freaking annoying. Yeah. I sure hope he gets what <laughs> is coming to him. Well, suddenly, uh, Mother Dear Marge uh, tells her fawn and his bunny friend to stop making so much noise as a hunter has entered the forest. Uh, Thumper, or Millhouse, uh, says, cool, but uh, what's a hunter? And then uh, gets his head blown clean off by a gun. <laughs> his uh, foot uh, then uh, thumps, despite the fact that he doesn't have a head, uh, but the foot also gets blown clean off. Thumper's body then falls to the forest floor with a dull thud. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just very oh, so good. like boom <laughs> i know I'm, I'm right now trying to like pinpoint a pause like to get like a perfect like screen grab <laughs> it's very difficult because it happens in like a nanosecond i don't i need i need a better editing software to <laughs> yeah get that oh i almost had it 40 <laughs> It's like at like 46.3 seconds. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, so the from the tree um, comes the hunter armed and ready to kill again. Uh, his face is a little obscured there, uh, but he sets his sights there up on his prey. And the deer march pleads with her son, Barty, yeah, to run away. But he refuses to go without lo- his loving mother. Aww. So then another gunshot and all of a sudden an owl drops from the tree and it's a, a Professor Frank owl. And he uh, tells, uh, he says, uh, it's a owl season starts the following week. But then a shot again, only left with a beak that says uh, death. That's felt like a nice like Looney Tunes uh, call. <laughs> like they really cared about the hunting seasons in the cartoon season, right. rabbit season like wow <laughs> you would think they would overlap at some uh, uh, so, have to. Yeah. Um, marge frantically tells her uh barty that if he loves her he'll run so both deer make a break for it running away jumping over a creek looking for safety we then see little uh, barty jump into a little nook proudly telling his mother that he made it but she doesn't reply so mm. barty uh, jumps back into the wild just as it begins to snow he calls out for his mama just then barty runs into the hunter it's C. Montgomery Byrne. He backs away and asks the hunter where his mother is. We then hear the voice of Marge telling her child that she's fine. She explains that Barty's father took care of the bad man. We then see that Burns has been impaled through the chest by deer Homer and his antlers. As he uh, tosses Monty to the antlers of deer Lenny, he offers some quips. Time for a little stag party! Thank God you're herbivores. That's right. And today your name is Herb. Fun play on words there. Yeah. Stag party. I like that. Yeah. That's what the British people call a bachelor party, Steve. Well, you see knockers. <laughs> and knickers. Yeah. And, and kippers. Knockers. And kippers for <laughs> breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so dumb just the, I guess you're a herbivore. And yeah, so today your name is Herb. Yeah. That, oh, good. that one's I, a little less witty. But I loved it, though. It, it's fun. I mean, they're deer. Tell how good of a joke is your deer, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, those two. I mean, that's also a great, like, um, you know, everyone's always sad uh, in Bambi when, you know, Bambi's mom dies. Now yeah. she's alive. Good it's, revenge. Only, it's only Thumper that dies, and that's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Uh, so they devour her uh, burns there, and uh, then all of a sudden the uh, Dropkick Murphys song starts mm-hmm. playing for some reason, the I'm Shipping Up to Boston, which I feel like we that's been played so much on, on the show. Yeah. Is this like the unofficial Simpsons theme? I can think of at least three occasions. What? what? Played it. I don't understand the placement of this song. No. In this episode. It made sense in Boston, even though I don't like the song or the Drop Murphy's. Right. If it's the Boston episode, it makes perfect sense. This I one... just yeah, I just don't understand why this song all of a sudden appears. No. Uh, well, we get the Treehouse of Horror logo. So XXXXII, which of course is 32, but it's appearing in like the Disney font. So that's fun. Yeah. We'll call this our couch gag. It's our first one of the year. Yeah. But really, it's actually because this is five segments. This is our first segment. That's true. So that's good. And, uh, you know, those uh, credits with like created by bat graining. I like how he hasn't 
changed his. No, it, I think he found the perfect one. Yeah. He, he can't, uh, don't mess with perfection. Right. Uh, so our next segment is uh, Bong Joon-ho's This Side of Parasite, which is obviously a take on the 2019 Korean hit film and the F. Scott Fitzgerald novel This Side of Paradise. Um, you mentioned that you saw Parasite, of course, mm-hmm. and I did too. So that's mm-hmm. actually every movie that they reference here I've seen. So that's fun. Wow. Yeah. You finally I've saw seen... The Ring? Yep. <laughs> After 20 years? <laughs> I saw it like four years after it came out. Yeah. Thank you very much. Wait, there is a, uh, we haven't got to it yet, but there is a Shadow Piercer parody with uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Have you watched Shadow Piercer? I, no, but I have seen Snow Piercer. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> What's Shadow Piercer? Oh, is that the. <laughs> Just a mysterious villain who gives yeah. you earrings at night. He works at a Claire's. He's a, he wasn't a good enough villain for the Batman comics. Like, eh, I just put him in the Green Arrow comics. Uh, so our story begins in a rainy alleyway. A ground level apartment fills with water from an open window. Homer sits on a sofa with a del- in a dilapidated small apartment surrounded by water, piles of pizza boxes, and Santa's little helper using Grandpa as a flotation device. As their <laughs> iconic sailboat painting floats by. <laughs> Marge- <great. laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. <laughs> uh, Marge complains to her husband about the cur- their current state of living when Bart comes home with some good news. This family is so poor. I hate to say it, but you are a bad provider. Hey, I put a roof over your head. (laughs) Okay, under your head. Family, I have excellent news. I got a job as a tutor in a nice, rich home. How deep is the water in their living room? There's no water in their living room. (gasps) That's a thing? (laughs) Oh, homie, use a coaster. (laughs) I like how the coaster floats. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see Hans Molman uh, floating from the, uh, or falling from the roof with a, a noodle in his mouth. Yeah. The Mr. Sparkle Box in the background, or not in the background, it's pretty easy to see, but still a nice touch. It was a fun little visual gag. Yep. And then we have Maggie using an inner tube that uh, to float in the water, uh, but it turns out to be a big snake. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> There's also some teeth by the uh, Mr. Sparkle stuff. Is that Grandpa's probably? Probably Grandpa's. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. about that myself. Um, but I think my favorite is Homer. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, using the standing water to no. just for a spit take. So gross. <laughs> it's so gross because the water's like gray, yeah. black. It's like yeah, it's standing water. Ugh. Ugh. This is what. Uh, yeah. No. Gross. Okay. Well. So Homer's uh, dirty uh, water floats away on that coaster, and the, the camera pans up uh, from that uh, poor rain-soaked streets of the uh, poor to the opulent and grandiose house on that rich of the rich on that hill. Um, and it's a few days later, and Bart's tutoring a young blonde girl. Looks familiar. A little bit. Yeah, I wonder who she is. Um, he's offering the equation uh, 2 times 104 equals Y plus Y, which to him reads, how long can the two of us watch your 100-inch TV before anyone gets wise? Uh, his student gives uh, uh, Bart the proper answer, which actually is 102. Steve, do, do PEMDAS there. Yep, so 100 times uh, multiplication. Yeah. That's 200 plus 4. 204. So Y plus Y. That's 102. I did it. Uh, Greg. Huh? What? Oh, sorry. Math makes me sleepy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's the right answer. And uh, Al Jean confirmed it was right on Twitter today, so we're good. Oh, good. So that angers Bart. He, gets, he just wants to watch the TV. That's right. So with the click of a remote, we see Itchy and Scratchy in Dopeiercer, a parody of Snow Shadow Piercer. Piercer. Shadow Piercer. <laughs> the 2013 dystopian film starring Shadows, not Shadow Stevens, though. And uh, it stars Tilda Swinton, who was, uh, and the film was also directed by Boom Bong Joon-ho, much like the Parasite. And it's also a stark examination 
of classic warfare. It was Conan O'Brien starting in that. Was Tilda Swinton? I, I think that he did the stunts. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why, like, uh, 45 minutes in there, Tilda Swinton's character does a string dance. I didn't know Mong Joe Joan Ho did Snowpiercer. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe now I gotta watch it. It's good. Yeah. I thought you said you didn't watch it. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I just hadn't seen Shadowpiercer. Oh, <laughs> Shadowpiercer. Does sound like an interesting film. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. Maybe it's a sequel to Snowpiercer. I like it. Yeah. This time it's on a boat. Uh, so the uh, kids' cartoon begins with a luxury train barreling through the snow. Inside, wealthy felines sit in the dining car enjoying some food and drinks. One writer reading the latest issue of Fat Cat Quarterly. Uh, Itchy enters, dressed as a ticket attendant, looking to stamp tickets. Uh, so uh, Scratchy nonchalantly offers his ticket, but his mouse foe uses the hole puncher on his head in- instead, causing blood to spurt everywhere. Bart and his student laugh with delight, and Bart astutely points out that the cartoon works on two levels, blood and guts. Uh, <laughs> at the door, we see the owner of the house, Rainier Wolfcastle. That's who that daughter, that girl is. This is uh. daughter. Barring a chef chauffeur, Kirk Van Houten. Sir, you're not happy with me? Why? You have the poor person smell. <laughs> Gas station ramen? A whiff of despair? May I? Oh, also class resentment. Almost boiling over. Very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now, Leaf, I just have to find another idiot to take your job. Idiot, eh? How did you hear about this position? Well, through proper channels. Certainly not through your tutor, who I never met, or your new maid, Marge, or your... Lisa, what's your job again? Uh, sir, I'm the art teacher. Aw, you've loved art ever since you were a little late for the job interview. Yeah, yeah, good. We are leaving on a long vacation. Here are the keys to the beer garden, the saxophone room, and my armory of stink bombs. Can we trust you? Honored, sir. We are beyond reproach, especially the new groundskeeper. There's like a room for everyone's thing they like, except for Marge. Yeah. <laughs> like the beer garden for Homer, saxophone room from Lisa, and the stink place for, uh, what's that kid's name? Brat. Brat. <laughs> there should have been a joke of like, <laughs> he should have like turned and just looked at Marge and like, and the kitchen's over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also early in that clip, uh, the smell of uh, disappointment and uh, gas station ramen. Yeah. I, I knew that through a large portion of my 20s. <laughs> yeah. And class and patrons of other class too. Um, but I love uh, Homer there just... <laughs> Just being dumb. That's a good. Yeah. I also enjoy how faithful they are to the movie. <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah. No. And, and again, I think I said it last week um, in the outro when we were talking about how there's five segments and how when they try to pair when they parody something, sometimes the parody only needs to be like three minutes long, mm-hmm. whereas like they can they might stretch it longer because they need that more time to get those three segments. in. And I think this works because it's it's a lot shorter than most segments, but it hits all those notes really well from yeah, the movie and, Parasite. And to your point, I don't know that I'd need any more Bambi than what we got from the first segment. So oh, that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So um, outside of the palatial home, uh, groundskeeper Maggie takes a swig from her sippy cup and then smashes it on the tractor to imply that she's drunk, I think. Um, and she gets it from her dad. Burp. Yeah. She lets out a little burp that'd make her father proud. As the wolf castles head out, Rainier shares his thought that Maggie is attracted to cool boy, Gerald, uh, the mono-browed baby, who is kissing his muscles that are protected by little uh, turtle floaties. Cute. So then like a week goes by and the Simpsons are taking full advantage of their uh, new living arrangements. <laughs> and Bart pours uh, champagne down a like a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> And the champagne goes like right into Homer's open mouth. And uh, he mocks the rich people he's uh, gaining from. 
Um, while they're gone, the Simpsons will eat their food, drink their booze, and bring their complicated toilets. <laughs> and then an automated toilet then sadly states that uh, he was not built for an American ass. While well, the neighboring a bidet over there is disgusted that Homer mistook uh, her for a drinking fountain. Ooh, la, la. I do, I do really prefer. I, we've talked about bidets before, because uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, but I <laughs> do like the great. all in one unit. Like, yeah, the two for it just seems like more work than necessary. It just takes right. up a lot of room. And what if like one like leaks or breaks, and you got to replace one? You know, just just yeah. do it all in one. I agree. Although I wouldn't mind a, a urinal. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be nice. That's the dream: a urinal and then an all in one toilet bidet situation. Although I do pull the Larry Day. David, I will only like if it's nighttime, uh-huh. like if it's like three o'clock in the morning and I have to pee, I'll I'll do the sit and pee. I tend to just do the sit and pee at home. Yeah. Just it's because just like because I feel like I'm exerting energy by standing and like I might be awake more if I'm like still sitting. I'm kind of being like that REM sleep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer the sit and pee at night. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's great. Um, so speaking of getting comfortable, the Simpsons are getting comfortable. And then the doorbell rings. Marge wonders, who could it be at this hour? In the pouring rain, the house's uh, doorbell cam answers all of her questions. It's Kirk Van Houten. He wants in because his jeans are wet and they're his only pair of pants. Uh, Marge shakes pity on him and lets Kirk in, offering him a nice cup of tea. Uh, Kirk tells Marge that he knows where the tea is and runs to the fridge, using his legs to push it aside. Once the kitchen appliance is moved, a hole in the wall is is revealed. It leads down a staircase which leads to more underground and more stairs. After uh, an exhausted Homer is teased by his son for being winded going down those stairs, uh, he falls down the remaining stairs and finds that the Van Houtens have been living there for a while. That's right! I hid my family in this cramped windowless basement! This is nicer than our house. See what I mean? Bad provider. Everything was great until you parasites took our jobs. You're squatting in the basement and you're calling us parasites? Well, maybe the truth is the master is the parasite because he exploits us all. And, um, yeah, okay, this is where you're supposed to be smacking them with the frying pan. Sorry. I'm going to go back real quick. I just sure. thought the, the gag of Homer lo- getting out of breath going downstairs was, was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Who loses breath going downstairs? Downstairs. Not even that many either. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel like there's more stairs in this parody than there was in the movie. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was pretty much just one flight. Um, I really liked uh, Kirk being like, uh, you're the parasite or he's the parasite. Like, who's the real parasite? It's a deep question, Kirk. We all want to know. It's 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 the rich man. Kill the rich. Save the cheerleader. (laughs) No, the guy rich. Oh, yeah. I don't like him. Did did you do it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, good. It was a quiet death. You just committed murder, and we have proof now on this podcast. Oh, boy. Now there's going to be a whole podcast about this podcast about murder. (sighs) Only murders on the podcast is what's going to be called. (laughs) (laughs) And it will be be hosted by uh, uh, (laughs) Joe Piscopo and... Charles Rocket's dead. So uh who's another? Michael Anthony Hall. No, too famous. Okay. <laughs> too yeah, successful. Fair. Uh Joe Piscopo and uh let's go with uh uh Robin Duke. Whoa, it's a good pull. I feel and bad. Featuring... Now I just feel bad putting Robin Duke in that. Uh, okay, Joe Piscopo and uh who else uh, who sucks from SNL? <laughs> I mean, as a garbage person. Uh well Horatio Sands. Yeah, I was gonna say too current, but uh yeah, but it's go so with it's him. Joe Piscopo, Horatio Sands, and Jojo Siwa. Oh, God. Is she an SNL? Oh, because she's the, the Selena Gomez. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Horatio Sands, let's go back to, uh, I'm trying to think more of like 80s 
Oh, oh, I got, I got, I got ready. Go. It's going to be Joe Piscopo, Victoria Jackson. <laughs> and uh, that just, I mean, that's good. Victoria yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Victoria Jackson, Rob Schneider. Victoria Jackson, Rob Schneider, Horatio Sands. <laughs> and poor no, wait. McKinney. All right. Change it again. Okay. Because we like the three amigos. Sure. I don't like Chevy Chase. So Chevy Chase, <laughs> Victoria Jackson, and uh, Horatio Sands. Or, uh, and then uh, Jojo Siwa. Okay. Yeah. There we go. That's perfect. All right. Where are we at here? Um, oh, so Maggie, right? Yeah. So Maggie responds there by punching Kirk in the gut. Uh, just then a number of other squatters appear. We got uh, Barney and there's like crazy cat lady and Carl and uh, they all look uh, to attack those parasites. And then the sideshow mail announces that the people of all incomes live in this bunker and <laughs> that this house is an allegory <laughs> with an emphasis on gory. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he knows he's in a treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Kirk responds by saying that uh, Mel doesn't have a worthwhile bone in his body. <laughs> And then I thought right there, then he would have uh, had uh, intercourse with him. Yeah, one way to go. There's a worthwhile bone in your body. (laughs) But then uh, Luann's like, that's not worthwhile. And then the (laughs) the American Gladiator just rides by in in his hamster ball. Wait, wait, wait. I'm being very uh, dirty on this episode. (laughs) I'm making this into a porn parody. (laughs) I know. It's easy to do. Was there a parasite porn parody? I gotta assume there was. Pornocyte? Or... (laughs) Pound of sight, panties, <laughs> pair of panties sight. Anyway, so he pulls Mo, <laughs> he pulls Mel's bone, not that one, from his hair, and it breaks it in half, and then stabs Mel in the chest. <laughs> and then I just thought it was great. Uh, it causes the fight to break out of her house. Uh, the Springfield residents uh, punching each other, and then Lisa <laughs> stops um, and offers a solution here. Wait, if we all work together, regardless of class, we could finally change everything for the better. Wow, that sounds great. Uh, unless it's socialism. Not totally, but certain aspects are similar to socialism. Kill her! <laughs> Seeing all that horror and poverty makes me think we should lower the corporate tax rate even further. Agreed. That's like 30 seconds of the perfect encapsulation of the current American social or financial status. Oh, yeah. Like people are poor. They need help. Somebody says, hey, let's try some socialist ideas. And you berate her. Meanwhile, the uh, rich people are high in their towers behind glass. (laughs) Metaphor. Allegory? Metaphor. Is that that a knocking? Oh, yeah. Who's there? Uh, Hello, it's me, Mitch McConnell. Oh, God. Hey, uh, hey, Mitch. (laughs) I think the rich need to get richer. Bye. Ah, oh, you suck, Mitch. I hate you, stupid turtle. I really hope Bart <laughs> perfects his uh, magnifying glass burning turtles <laughs> on you, Mitch McConnell. That's right. Spoilers for coming up. What's coming up? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Burns and Smithers watch the violence. When an errant bullet hits the window they were standing near, uh, Burns checks with his underling to ensure that they're safe, but finds uh, Wayland dead on the ground with a knife in his back. <laughs> so Julio, Groundskeeper Willie, uh, Moe, Helen Lovejoy, and Super Nintendo Chalmers all appear from a dumbwaiter, each with a makeshift makeshift weapon in their hand. Uh, Monty's offers his last words, I'm too young and beautiful to die. Take a baby instead, which is also a Republican motto. Uh, not a political podcast. Uh, so the violence continues until the next day when we find 
find Homer and Marge finally living in a house with no leaks. Marge points out that their abode is filled with dead bodies, and Homer exclaims that some people are just never happy. <laughs> well, that was a very fun segment, Steve. I like that one a lot. Just the pile of bodies. <laughs> My favorite things about Treehouse of Four is just seeing death and dismemberment, seeing Krusty's head there on the top of the heap of the bodies. It's great stuff. Yeah. Also, it kind of looks like Burns is biting uh, um, Flanders. Yeah, it does. <laughs> And you know what? I'm always happy when sounds weird. I don't know if happy is the right term. I always feel sad when like a Simpsons character dies in the treehouse horror, but I'm perfectly mm-hmm. happy when or happy again. I'm perfectly fine with like the townspeople get murdered. Yeah. I just never want to see the Springfield people get killed. I mean, no, the, I get, the, Simpsons the Simpsons people. Yeah. yeah. They're, the, they're the titular family of the show. Yeah. And it was cute to see Maggie kind of use the pile <laughs> yeah. of dead bodies as a, as a jungle gym sliding through them. <sighs> All right, let's get to our next segment. Are we on the third third one now? Yes. yes. But really, it's the middle one. You know, the one that's like, there's. it starts off with some good ones, ends on a good one, and middle ones, eh, not so good. I, yeah, I agree. This, this might be the one. Hope no one re- points that out. <laughs> uh, so it's entitled Nightmare on Elm Tree, which I think that uh, the title should have been called The Treehouse of Horror. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that have been a better title? It's so much cleaner and so like more accurate. Yeah. Because I, tree- I, I still think of Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. I want, I mean, they already have done a parody of that, of course. Yeah. It's classic, but, but it should yeah. be called The Treehouse of Horror. All right. Well, I'm not a writer on the show. <laughs> uh, so it begins inside the treehouse in the back of uh, the Simpsons house there. The Bart uses his phone to illuminate his face as he tells a uh, scary story to Millhouse, which I kind of think that's great because it's the classic you would do the flashlight. Right. But kids these days don't have flashlights. They don't even know what a flashlight is. You know what a flashlight is. Exactly. That's <laughs> You know what's <laughs> funny is that you're probably right that <laughs> kids do know what a flashlight is, but don't know why it, why it is. Like, why it's shaped like that. Like, if you probably gave a kid, like, a flashlight and they turn it on, like, this is the worst lightsaber ever. But I'm like, that was a lightsaber when I was a kid. That's right. <laughs> why is this fuck toy so heavy? It's like nine batteries in there. What do you... Doesn't even vibrate. What's wrong with it? Parents are dumb. Jeez, mom. All right. Well, uh, let's hear what Bart's got to say. How about that? All right. And they say on moonless nights, just like this one, in ordinary neighborhoods, just like this one, the ghost of the murdered squirrel leaps treehouse to treehouse, biting the toes of little girls. Ah! <laughs> you sort of scared them. Can you get off my lap? In due time. I like that little visual image of Melhouse <laughs> on Bart's lap. Yeah, and like he was like crushing his chest too. <laughs> it's a weird touch. You know, there's going to be fanfic about this. Oh, absolutely. I'm hard at work already. You are hard. That's right. Speaking of, well, Milhouse sits on the lap, on the lap, and possibly a semi-erect penis of Bart. <laughs> Lisa and Maggie run from the treehouse. Impressive that Maggie can run down a treehouse. Um, like a little spider or something. Yeah. So um, in the uh, in their Halloween decorated bedroom. Homer looks to have a looks to have a snuggle <laughs> session with Marge after he completed one single chore. He unloaded <laughs> the dishwasher all the way, but before he can finish a load of a different sort, I'm also dirty today. Um, Lisa and Maggie rush in, looking to sweep sleep in their parents' uh, bed. Homer and Marge ask which story scared them this time. Was it the uh, one with the little girl's head filled with potato bugs? It's only partially true, um, but Lisa says no and then hides under the covers. Homer sees a tree outside his window and then makes a vow. 
Lousy treehouse. Every year, three scary stories. Two of them good and a lame one in the middle. I'll put an end to that. Oh, stupid hard work. I'll put an end to that. That might be my favorite joke. I just, <laughs> I always love meta inside joke type of thing. Of mm-hmm. Stupid treehouse. <laughs> three lousy stories. <laughs> or three stories and the second one. <laughs> Always lousy. It's good. Yeah. And this is that one. <laughs> it I mean, is. It's supposed to be. Do you decorate your bedroom in Halloween? Because, <laughs> like, later on, I think Maggie's bedroom is decorated as well, which kind of makes more sense. But no, nobody decorates their bedrooms for Halloween. No. Like, I'm sure there's, like, fun goth kids who do it, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I just assume, like, yeah, decorate, like, your living room or whatever. That's, that's I think, what you do, right? Yeah, that makes sense. You're Outside like, and living your room. kitchen. Sure, but uh, I mean, we decorate our living room. You get like a yeah, no, that's that's totally fine. Or some gourds and stuff, but yeah. Look, I want a Halloween tree, but uh, I don't know if I'm there yet. It makes no, sense. I'm ready to commit. I know. <laughs> it's like then I got to think. When do I put it? Well, because I have an artificial tree for uh, the Jesus Day, uh-huh. and you know, with like multiple light settings and things like that, so I could have like orange lights. But here's the problem: hmm. is my artificial tree is also a frock tree. Oh, frock or flock? <laughs> I think it's frock. 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 A fuck tree. I have a fuck tree because it's all covered in white stuff. <laughs> not my doing. <laughs> I mean, that's not your comment that you didn't. <laughs> I paid a man to come on my tree. I said, hey, tree Rollins, come here. Um, anyway, so yeah. So it'd be weird like just to have that, the 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 snow tree with orange lights. You know, maybe if it was because it has to be like black. Like the branches have to be black for yeah. a Halloween tree. Black with like orange and purple lights. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'll think about it, Steve. I'll let you know. I think, yeah, the listeners want one update. So <laughs> yeah. stay tuned they... next week for uh, Craig's <laughs> tree corner. Oh, no. That's where I would put it, too, in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where else is anyone going to put a damn Christmas tree? The center the of a room. <laughs> well, that's only for people that like are rich and have like giant houses. Yeah. You know, they have a tree in their foyer, a tree in every room. Anyways, uh, where are we at? (laughs) Uh, So Homer, exhausted from chopping a tree a few times, uh, lays up space and takes a nap. While he dreams of the tree and the axe, clouds form and a bolt of lightning strikes the tree. A glowing yellow aura surrounds the old elm and it comes to life. The indent Homer made turning into a mouth. The tree is looking for the soul who dares to cleave him, but Homer is intent on chopping the living tree down. After receiving some more wax from Homer's axe, the tree uses its branch to fling Homer to the side of the house. The tree then pulls its roots from the ground, forming legs, uh, which break through the underground water pipes, and the tree stomps away. The tree then sees a dog sniffing at it, presumably to urinate on it, and kicks it high into the air. And then uh, the tree's just like walking across the town, and then goes to a driving theater playing like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And everyone's laughing at uh, Groot. The tree's like, why are they laughing at that half uh, brain damaged tree? Then the tree realizes that uh, all cops are bastards. So he picks up Wiggum's car <laughs> and he throws it at the screen. Unfortunately, probably killing Wiggum and Sarah. I mean, Sarah had nothing to do. Yeah. She's... Although we, yeah, she's, she's, she's an innocent in this. Poor Sarah. Anyway, so people flee in terror. Uh, <laughs> Professor Frink calls for help, uh, particularly a uh, dedrologist, a tree scientician. He then uh, flung into the air, uh, explaining the phenomenon of the Doppler effect as uh, as he always was teaching science. Yeah, I like that he loves to learn. Uh, I, I, Hank's voice for the tree. I don't. It seemed kind of weird. Like he was trying to emulate uh, somebody. It was like a little Bing Crosby, I think. But I don't know why. You're real mature, laughing at a brain damage. Yeah, I guess the Bing Crosby, because I know there's one tree that kind of comes up later that sounds like uh, 
uh, Gandalf. Yeah. But why is it Gandalf? Because it, it sounds like Ian McKellen, but shouldn't it be John Reese davies who played the trees in the Hobbit movies? Or the Lord? Well, there's another one that also kind of looks like the Int, which I looked up. Or, yeah. Tree uh, beard. But, yes. Uh, so uh, the living elm tree makes its way to a Springfield Christmas tree farm, which at first he finds quaint until he sees a sign that reads, chop them, drop them, and strap them to your car. <laughs> Horrified, he says that Christmas is worse, worse than Dutch elm disease. He then apologizes to a Dutch tree standing next to him, who's wearing like a little uh, painter's cap and wooden shoes, which is a interesting, interesting thought experiment for a tree to wear wooden shoes. Because like it's yeah. it's his murdered children. He murdered his children to <laughs> put feet on his foot. What wow. shoes on his foot? Yeah, that's that's bleak. <laughs> like wearing yeah human skin shoes. Well, the Nikes have blood on their hand on their laces anyway. Uh, in its native tongue, the Dutch tree explains that everyone's always trying to blame his country of origin. So the, the elm tree then brings other trees to life simply by touching them. Um, this allows that tree uh, to do the same, and the forest of trees unites uh, for revenge. And uh, one of them is tired of the abuse from humans and declares that uh, that this is their Arbor Day. And uh, I think that was one that kind of sounded like E. McKellen. Yeah. Um, well, the other one complains that uh, they need a better name for that <laughs> holiday. Uh, so the trees take to the streets. And we got uh, the ant there. And uh, then we have a tree that uh, one could drive through from the redwood forests. Uh, we got the giving tree, the Burns family tree, which features a Satan pinhead uh, from the Hellraiser series. And then my favorite one is uh, the Stanford University logo, which is the S with the uh, the cardinal tree uh, in the logo, which I always thought it was interesting as in my younger days when I heard like the Stanford Cardinal football team because he used to play like our like ducks. Yeah. And I'm like, why is why are the Cardinals and there's a tree? Shouldn't there be a bird? But no, it's a, it's a tree. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. And then uh, we get uh, NBA great uh, Tree Rollins, <laughs> who may live in the human world, uh, but he would never forget his tree roots. Some of those great little cameo. Yeah. And tree roots is funny to me. His trees have roots. I think it's weird named uh, uh, a person named Tree. Yeah. Maybe it's actually pretty. Like came out of the womb, like really tall. And he's like, that kid's as tall as a tree. Yeah. Anything's possible these days with uh, all the hormones we put in our food. That's right. Not a political podcast, but uh, yeah. Was that political? I don't even think so. Yeah. All right. Well, so Kirk Van Houten, who's getting a lot of screen time in this episode, uh, pulls an apple from a nearby tree. Yeah. Was this called the Van Houten's Treehouse of Horror special? Jeez. Come on, Kirk. Look at the title screen. Know your place. The tree turns around and asks Kirk how would he like it if something was picked off of him. (laughs) And then the tree proceeds to pull Kirk's arm off. And it turns out that Kirk doesn't like it that much. The Arm of Trees then meet uh, Lucille 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, this joke is made. Feed me! Feed me! (laughs) You're not a tree, you're a plant. Yes, but I identify as a tree. I'm a transplant. <laughs> a legion of forest grumps is heading into town, bent on revenge for years of bad treatment. This <laughs> just in my chest. <sighs> so I have on good authority here. I can't tell you my sources, uh-huh. but uh, that the transplant joke was actually written by Dave Chappelle. Huh, sounds about right. But uh, I think I can't. <laughs> jokes were i like i like that bit a little bit better yeah i do i like the the fact that it's a splinter cell that's really <laughs> <So> fun <good. laughs> this chest in my chest <laughs> 
That's very funny. I hated the transplant joke, not just because it's might be offensive, but it's kind of offensive to jokes just because it's such a dad joke. I, I think that was kind of like the point of it, too, is like it was meant to be yeah. off color and not funny and cringy. But you're right. I mean, uh, it was a little like, like, huh, are they going to cancel the Simpsons because of this joke? And if you want an off color cringy uh version of lucille 2 just watch dc's harley quinn the animated series and it's voiced by jb smooth i know why, why couldn't they get jb smooth to do that because he would say uh, motherfucking every other line he's so good i <laughs> uh, can't wait till harley quinn comes back i know do we do a we haven't we've only done two eye off screen fills do we come back with the harley quinn <laughs> we should i mean we did what animaniacs and, uh... <laughs> and star trek lower deck season one episode one right you know the season finale of lower decks is this week maybe i'll just like make you watch the season finale. so you've watched the first episode and then the 20th episode they've done yeah makes sense and see if like you get confused like huh i don't think you would no i mean i feel like star the star trek uh, formula is pretty pretty solid that i'll give an update real quick though because i was like timid on that first episode mm-hmm. and then after that first season like i kept liking it more this second season has been 20 times better than wow. than I thought. Yeah, it's it's been so good. That's great. That's good to hear. I'm glad I, to see that they're branching out into like different mo- modes of TV show and that it's successful. Yeah, it's I think it's like a wet dream for Star Trek fan. Oh, well, not wet dream, but uh it, it just has so many Easter eggs for like huge Star Trek nerds that even sometimes like I don't get the reference and I'll look on the net the next day and like that there was a reference to this episode of this thing. Like, oh wow, I didn't even catch that. Like That's, yeah, it, it's fun stuff. But even the jokes, like everything's better now. I mean, it wasn't bad before. I'm just saying, like, it's great. Anyways, there we go. Uh, back to back to the Simpsons cartoon. Um, <laughs> so the train's reign of terror continues, and they knock down the statue of a Jebediah Springfield there, replace it with a carving of the tree's uh, life cycle of, or, or of their ancestors. Um, the townspeople uh, uh, cock their various uh, wooden-handled weapons, by the way. It's going to come up uh, with, like, shotguns. And they got shovels and flaming sticks. And a showdown's about to take place. And Homer... Homer, uh, Homer says, like, there's no match. No tree is a match for uh, a human with a wooden bat. <laughs> and this, uh, it's, the plan of action is simple. Um, so first they will kill the trees and then hang their hammocks. <laughs> um, uh, Willie appears with... <laughs> I love this. Two chainsaws on on his hands and also chain saws strapped to his rollerblades. <laughs> and then also the, he's standing in front of the Aztec Theater, which also is playing the movie Saw, which uh, on this podcast we've talked about Saw before. We have never seen Saw. Right. Uh, but uh, eventually we'll see Saw. We will eventually see Saw. And uh, so the uh, Willie, the vows revenge for all the leaves he's had to rake and all the pruning and uh, all the times that uh, the tree leaped in front of his tractor when he was texting his friends. <laughs> I just love the fact that he's like on rollerblades for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Willie's bringing back rollerblades, Steve. Somebody had to and should be Willie. I mean, when you think of Scottish people, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Rollerblades. Yep. Rollerblades kills some bagpipes. Yep. That sounds like a great song. Rollerblades. <laughs> rollerblades kills some bagpipes. <laughs> All right, so you write that song for us since then. The next week, uh, play it for us. Sounds like a plan. I'll, I'll uh, get to the studio and I'll All right. bust I'll help you out. I'll write the music. It's power chords. It's going to be E-A-G. You're done. E-A-G. Okay. Maybe, maybe put in a, a, an A 
uh, no, E minor there uh, in the course. Ooh, haunting. Yes, E minor. I know nothing about music, but E minor <laughs> sounds like it'd be haunting. Uh, so the trees sink there quickly and then brush a ton of pollen into the air. Kirk is out of antihistamine. Willie sneezes and accidentally chops off both of his arms, which is very funny to me. That's good. Uh, Love the, just the dismemberment in this episode. Yeah. So, so, so prevalent. <sighs> <sighs> Homer, red-eyed and confused from these allergies, is still holding a bat. And that bat comes to life, ready to hit Homer. <laughs> hit a Homer. Homer Simpson, that is. Uh, the bat continues to beat Homer until another tree throws him aside. There's a lot I... of throwing of people in this episode, <laughs> yeah. too. And I love the bat. Was that a reference to, like, you know, when Homer is, like, was playing baseball and, like, and hit a Homer? Yeah. But also the voice, I think, is Damba. It's kind of like doing old Homer voice. A little bit, yeah. Time to hit a Homer. <laughs> And some frosty milkshakes. Yeah, it was really good. I just love the bat. <laughs> um, Lenny and Mo are stabbed by uh, tree branches, and another tree snarls like a beast. And yet another tree grabs Hans Molman and places a beehive on his head, which I thought was a fun <laughs> little thing. Um, and that tree then sucks up the kite that's stuck into it, uh, consuming Ralph, who uh, just wouldn't let go of the kite. What a rough night for Ralph. <laughs> he just thought he was going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and then he saw his parents die. <laughs> He'll get his revenge soon. That's right. And maybe the next segment <laughs> or the one after that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, comedy I watches for some reason on like an old tube TV with antennas. Like, what does he have? You would think actually comic book guy would have like an iPad out watching whatever. Yeah. You know what? No, you know what it is? I know there's like a, a trend and a lot of like of like vintage TVs and VCRs and stuff like that. And like watching like like old 80s movies. But yeah, like, oh, you, you got to watch the home video experience. So have that old 19 inch TV with a VCR to watch like the Friday the 13th or Halloween movies. Also, That's the way you do it, man. You got to be purist. And also uh, the video games of the day look better on an old CRTV because they don't right. have a definition. So, I mean, I still have an old NES. And I've put it up to like in my 4K TV before. It's not, you know, you know, like the, the like a 75 inch 4K TV <laughs> with an NES. And it's like, no, no, no. And you, no. you still need that like 19 inch tube TV to play a Nintendo. Looks so Absolutely. much better. Yeah. Even like old like PlayStations, like PS1s, I'm saying. Right. Totally. Yeah, You can't put that on. Anyways. So uh, as he's watching the TV, he finds uh, that the trees uh, winning to be a crass play at, a, at an environmental award. And then all of a sudden a tree bursts through the door of uh, the comic shop there, declaring that uh, the comic book guy will be a great beanbag chair. And uh, the uh, comic book guy uh, tries to agree, but it's chopped an axe uh, uh, from a display of uh, like a like a little toy there from. I don't know what it is. Just a know. random like fantasy character, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I don't know yeah. if it's uh, any specific reference. Right. And then uh, probably kills him. Yeah. Uh, so the trees then form a, a tree of their own out of a pile of dead humans and then gather around it to sing Christmas carols. Homer complains about celebrating the Yuletide too soon after Halloween, but the anthropomorphic baseball bat knocks him unconscious, including this chapter of Fright. Ooh. You know what? Remember I said I want a Halloween tree? Yeah. You know, I have a 3D printer. Um, now I want a 3D printer or printed version of the the corpses tree. That's gonna be my Halloween tree <laughs> of the Simpsons. Well, that actually be kind of a cool. Well, that's a better. All right. Pretty good. Note to self. Sorry, I'm still on the Norm Macdonald bit from the 90s. Uh, create a Halloween tree instead of branches using skeleton bones. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. 
That has to be something. Steve, on our break, I'll look up AliExpress and see if there's something like that there. Um, let's go to our next segment. So this will be the fourth one. Mm-hmm. We're, we're almost there, Steve. Um, so this one's only like a minute long. It's a um, Edward Gorey style animation. Is that who that mm-hmm. is? Yeah. Um, and we get Maurice LaMarche is playing a Vincent Price character, probably playing Vincent Price. It's called the, t- uh, the, the Telltale Bart. So it's obviously different animation style of uh, it's not the same animation style of The Simpsons. It's a little little uh, more off putting because like the eyes instead of the white, um, uh, 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 well, the, the pupils are white. And then what's the yeah, the corona? eyeball itself, eyeball, is. <laughs> the eyeball itself is is black. So it makes it a little creepier. So I think what we should do is uh, we should just play the, 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 the poem. How about that? Sounds good. In January, Bart was awful, put earthworms in his father's waffle. In February, the dead of winter, Bart catfish teacher right on Tinder. In March, we saw the start of spring, Bart unscrewed the playground swing. April's known for paying taxes, for Bart it's known for nude butt faxes. In May... Oh, how many months are there? In May, we dance around a pole. Bart knocked it down with a car he stole. June is halfway through the year. Bart has a sip of his first beer. July is when the Bastille falls. Bart cuts heads off Lisa's dolls. August is always a scorcher. Bart perfects his turtle torture. September, Bart won't even mention. He spends the whole month in detention. October ends with Halloween. Bart eats candy till he's green. In November, Bart can carve the turkey. You'll be serving human jerky. <laughs> then worst of all, in cold December. One of those uh, sounds you hear was uh, Maggie murdering Vincent Price. Yep, with the little uh, that little speaking spell that's shaped like a frog from yeah. uh, that one episode. I don't remember. <laughs> it's cute, though. Hot old murder. I, I really enjoyed this this little segment. I feel like uh, there's some nice like little visual callbacks, uh, yeah. especially well well with with uh, seeing Krabappel with a picture of uh, Gordy Howe. That's great fun, callback. Great callback. I feel like this is like you show this to someone who's like gave up on The Simpsons like 20 years ago. I'll be like, just look at this little little vignette. Yeah, I think they would appreciate it. I find it to be really beautiful. The animation is just great. Evokes such the mood of Edward Gorey while still keeping with the Simpsons. And I like that, you know, we get a chalkboard gag with uh, I hate rhyming couplets. Yep. Hey, yeah, there's a chalkboard gag. <laughs> yeah. It is weird when uh, Homer complains about how many months there are. I get that Maggie wouldn't say that. No, that so is. Where's, where's Homer coming from? Yeah, I like to imagine right. that he's off camera sitting uh, cross-legged with his uh, hand on his, with his uh, chin on his hand. Yeah. Just listening to the story as well. <laughs> and Maggie's telling the story. Yeah. Like she's doing a Vincent Price impersonation. Exactly. And then also like very like, I, I think they could get away with doing stuff like the Bart drinking the beer and crashing into a tree. Like, I don't think you could do that with like actual animation, like the Simpsons style. I don't know. It's it's kind of dark. It is. Yeah. And then of and course, just the way that he like almost looks blissful while he's drinking the beer. Yeah. He crashed. And the fact that he just like straight up murders his family on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So dark. Yeah. This was this was very this was very fun. I, I really enjoyed this. This we'll get to obviously towards the end, yeah. uh, but this segment is a real winner for me. Yeah. So some um, of those candies he's got there. Oh yeah. Pausing it there. It looks like we got uh, what butter toes? Not butter fingers. <laughs> well, why couldn't they use butter fingers? I mean, they're, they're a sponsor. That's true. Um, but they could have actually been actual fingers. Oh. oh, there we go. Yeah, we got a faux Henry. 
<laughs> which is uh oh henry right yeah uh do i like oh henry's i think they're like rice crispy bits with caramel maybe that sounds good yeah uh, I, I know um, this is controversial. Uh, bad and plenty. That's probably what they should be calling good and plenties, right? Uh, I disagree. I do too. I you you and I are the only ones who like good and plenties, but I, I think I was just oh, trying yeah. to pander to like the majority of the the population who don't like good and plenties. Yeah, they find them to be a weird old man candy. Yeah, but I love it. And it ends with M&M's. Oh, yes. That's fine. And then we have Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but Reese's is spelled like the primate. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, after that grunt there, it's Maggie that kills uh, Vincent Price. And then with her little toy, spills out R.I.P. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for that little vignette. So yeah. our final one's here, Steve. That's right. Yeah, so we get a title called Dead Ringer. Begins at uh, Springfield Elementary. Uh, Lisa's sitting there on the bench having lunch by herself, and we get Sherry O'Terry coming up to Lisa with some news. Lisa, we have something to tell you. We had a party and didn't invite you. It was a week ago. We watched a cool TikTok. But anyone who watches the TikTok dies after seven days. I watched it first. You know, we talked about how Simpsons like will mention or parody a movie or something in pop culture sometimes mm-hmm. like two years too late. I mean, I think the Parasite one is perfect timing because that was what only like a year ago, year two ago. Right. Still right. It's in the right zeitgeist time. But totally. the fact they haven't done a ring parody in like the 20 years the ring's been around. Yeah, the ring came out. Boggling. 2002 yeah but it's fun because you know they're modernizing it by using the tiktok thing and honestly if they were to like reboot the ring mm-hmm. or remake it i think that would be the way to go oh yeah <laughs> I think like, the Simpsons, like or make yeah like on tiktok that's and it would suck too. like oh, i'm downloading tiktok for the first time today and then they show like your first random video and it's the ring you're like ah fuck <laughs> <laughs> compared to some tiktoks i've seen i might prefer it <laughs> yeah, i prefer to be dead in seven days <laughs> Or like Lisa later on is like, just do it now. So we'll, we, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just then, uh, I also enjoy that it was, uh, the card said, the fifth annual Don't Tell Lisa Bash. Meaning that <laughs> since she's been three years old, <laughs> she's been not invited to parties. Oh. <laughs> I think that needs to be an enamel pen. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine like a, a three-year-old man. Don't invite Lisa to the party. She's dumb. Oh, she's too, yeah. She's weird. She likes books. <laughs> He's always on. Um, just then, Ralph, on a swing, kicks the head clean off of the twin who watched the video first. While the remaining uh, sister, Sherry or O'Terry, uh, looks forward to being an only child, Ralph strikes again. He then states, states that he killed Jerry and Larry. Uh, Lisa then runs to Bart to ask him about the deadly TikTok. He tells his sister that everyone who watched the party everyone was at the party except for her even millhouse who was the bouncer we then cut to uh, millhouse in a bouncy castle jumping with delight do you feel that uh when ralph said he killed jerry and larry you were a little disappointed that he didn't say i killed sherry o'terry yeah that would have been fun would have justified us yeah come on al please al give us <laughs> <Please>. something <laughs> I, I really think that uh, Ralph should play soccer or something, though, though, because he's got, like, strong feet on him. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he just, like, decapitate someone <laughs> just by a kick. I don't think he must have superpowers. Yeah. I think only Superman can do that. Is Ralph from Krypton? <gasps> Could be. That's why the first couple of seasons he wasn't uh, <laughs> Chief Wiggum's son. Oh, so Wiggum... So he really like landed. So he is he like a Clark Kent then? And so he's adopted. Yeah. 
and so maybe the first few years he was in a foster home or whatever <laughs> but then he got adopted by the wiggums because they can't have children because of the years of looking at the tv left their junk withered look it's all making sense now ralph yeah. is a kryptonian yes uh not since the love affair of uh nelson and martin have we made so much sense all right we're canonizing this now ralph's boom, from krypton boom. i mean maybe not krypton because they don't have rights from dc so he, he's He's a Simpson, like as much as like how Rainier Wolf Castle is supposed to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Ralph is essentially a young Clark Kent. I like that. All right. Uh, Ralph's an alien. Off, there we go. To go off on a he's, very weird tangent. Could be King and Kodos related. Oh, that's true. Maybe. maybe. But then he's related to Maggie because Maggie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not canon. So that's true. Yeah. Oh, also neither is this. But um, there's a comic book that uh, from the 80s that I see sometimes on social media where He-Man, the master of the universe, meets Superman and they have to fight because Superman is under Skeletor's control. Hey, that makes sense uh, because one of Superman's, uh, besides Kryptonite being one of his weaknesses, you can use magic against Superman. Okay. So I would assume Skeletor probably put a spell on him. Cool. Yeah, and I was just wondering. I want to read that now. Does He-Man take place on it? It takes place on a different planet, right? It takes place on Eternia, Steve. Right. That's what I was thinking. I think it's in a different galaxy. Yeah, I just wonder what the sun situation there is, but I didn't. It might be yellow. Yeah, it's probably yellow. Much like the characters on the show. That's right. So uh, we have uh, Milhouse back to the episode. Milhouse bouncing in a bouncing castle because he was a bouncer. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he then goes on to say that he watched the viral video eight times. <laughs> Suddenly, he falls to his death with eight knives stuck to his back. I've heard of knives out, but this is ridiculous. More like knives in. Hey, do you think that's going to be the, the title for the sequel to Knives Out? I think so. Knives in. Yeah. Actually, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so Bart tells Lisa that he didn't watch the video and offers that uh, she could watch it. So on his phone, the TikTok uh, app is up with the notification that reads, click and die and like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, Lisa's too smart for that. But if she could find out what's on the video, maybe she could stop it. I'm wondering if like you were to watch it, take a video of it while someone else has them. Like if you had it on your phone and we were watching on your phone, would I be able to like record it on my phone while you, on your phone? So like I'm watching from your phone. Would you think that would negate know. the uh, monster coming out? That makes sense, but I don't know how the rules of Ringu or the ring. Yeah. Work. All right. Well, uh, Lisa uh, needs to find someone who's not afraid of death and likes to watch TV. So she calls uh, Steve and Craig up from <laughs> the 138 podcast. And we uh, said no. Right. Uh, but she finds another guy, uh, another grumpy, confused old man, just like us. That's right. I'm your man. But Grandpa, if you do watch, you die in seven days. That'd be more than the doctor gave me. <laughs> okay, first there's an evil-looking ring, then an empty chair, and a lady combing her hair. I like the old movies where the combing was implied. Now there's a bunch of maggots, Satan head, more maggots, more maggots. No, wait, that's an ad for Chipotle. Now a woman's jumping off a cliff, and we end up with an abandoned well. This is the kind of movie you watch in a museum when your feet hurt. And my feet always hurt. Seven days. What? Seven days. I can't hear you. Seven days. Maybe I better jot this down. What was your name again? I don't know who you are or what you want. But let me give you my credit card number. 
I think uh, Grandpa does a good impersonation of us describing the videos, much how we describe an episode of The Simpsons on this podcast. There's a tree, there's some maggots. Oh no, we're we're Grandpa now, aren't we? I think we are. We were Homer for like two weeks, and now yeah, we just decided we're Grandpa. Yeah. Also, like I know this has nothing to do with it, but last week the episode was about Grandpa being scammed, and it kind of ends with him being like, "Let me give you my credit card number." Like, (laughs) has he not learned his lesson? That's a good point. Yeah. So uh, Lisa and Bart go to Principal Skinner for help, but he's too preoccupied with the uh, kickball team's steroid allegations. They need to get a Ralph on the kickball team. Oh, uh, why is he here? We then see a child with jack legs kick a ball into orbit. Willie whispers at uh, Bart and Lisa, letting them know that uh, he's aware of the cursed TikTok. He leads them to a shed, takes a swig of whiskey, and tells the origin of the killer clip. This is the tragic tale of a sad, sick, and creator. Moopy Mary, they called her. Kids can be so cruel. Ooh, Mopey, the worst thing you can call someone in 1932. One cold February, after receiving note in a Valentine's box but a poop from the class rabbit, poor Mary ran to the old school well and threw herself in. She was down there for seven days before anyone bothered to look. Fortunately, it was the end of my shift. Wait a minute. We don't have a school well. I covered it, so no one would ever go near it again. They say the unhappy spirit of Moopy Mary lurks in a murderous video shared by popular children. Shouldn't you have told the police first? I tried to tell Wiggum. He got scared and ran off. Daddy, that's my pee-pee bed. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> You're watching, like, when The Simpsons, because they've done everything, mm-hmm. and there's, like, quotes you've always like when anytime someone says something that's like a simpsons quote you yeah. like respond with it like when willie said kids could be so cruel like watching this episode i'm like we can absolutely i did the same thing <laughs> i was hoping bart said that and then willie been like i oh, have made that joke 20 years ago or something like that <laughs> i really enjoyed uh uh willie yeah who doesn't um i, I love the uh, visual gag of uh luckily it was friday so he just puts a cover over the well it was funny <laughs> At first, second, I was confused because like Bart was like, "Oh, Mopey, some uh, you can offend someone in like 1932." And for some reason, I thought like the flashback was 1932. I know. <laughs> like, wait, because it's Willie? like, yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's like you know, looks like it's like maybe like 90s, right? But like the color tone is so you know muted that it mm-hmm. could look like it's from olden days. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so back at uh, the Simpsons household there, Lisa has filled the living room with candles. Um, she feels it's her responsibility to save the school. So the, all of a sudden the ghost of Millhouse appears, but only three knives are still on his back. And uh, with new ghost glasses uh, to give Lisa a little warning. And then he asks her to kill a Hershey bar uh, as he assumes that that's how he gets one. But uh, the rules aren't super clear. Yeah. So finally, uh, Lisa presses play on the tablet mm-hmm. to watch the cursed video. Moments pass, and then the phone rings. Lisa picks it up, and that same male voice says, seven days. Lisa calls the voice a coward, saying that she doesn't even want to wait seven days, and that the voice should come and get her now. The mysterious voice hems and haws, but finally makes a plan. Uh, I have to move some stuff around, just a sec. Killing you is very important to us. Please hold. Your curse will be answered in the order it was received. Okay, um, how's Wednesday? I've got a guy coming to look at the air conditioner in the morning. Kill me now, or kill me never. Fine! I love how uh, the ring ghost has a uh, answering surface. 
Yeah, I like that. He, you know, it was in the call. The it was in in order too. Like I, yeah. I like the trust McFeels little thing there. <laughs> uh, so Simpsons TV turns on and shows a figure crawling out of the uh, well. Oh, no. The being climbs out of the TV screen and into the living room. Lisa says hello, Mary, and declares that she's not afraid. She then asks her guest to take off her black boots while in the house before realizing that those mm. that those are just Mary's bare feet. And uh, Quentin Tarantino was like, hey, look at those doggies. Yum, yum. And Steve from the podcast is like, bear? Uh, not that kind of bear. Aw, those aren't the bear feet that I like. <laughs> but I did get one earlier with the, uh, the, the Bambi thing. Yeah. Lisa offers uh, something to uh, change Mary's outlook as a uh, snake falls from her head. Uh, I know. A lot of snakes in this. Uh, Lisa offers uh, Mary a valentine with a ghost that says, you're beautiful. Mary is taken <laughs> aback by the gesture, and Lisa goes on to say that she wants to be Mary's friend. Braid her hair. See her face. That's nice little, uh, again, the you, they've got good greeting cards in this episode. Yeah. Like the, you're beautiful. You know, call back to maybe the uh, I choose choo choose you. Let's exactly. Be Let's friends. be friends. And you're beautiful. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I think I think I know some products maybe to be made. Okay. Um. So Lisa then pushes Mary's uh, hair from her face to reveal the, the, the skull, and, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of a off putting. A little bit. Um. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to the near future where Lisa's having lunch on the paragon with Mary, who I guess then Lisa like dolled her up by putting eyeshadow on her eyes and then uh, lipstick on her teeth. You know, she has no lips. It seems kind of vain. I, I'm assuming Lisa did this. This seems kind of vain for Lisa to, to do that because like she'd be like, you're beautiful for who you are. Why am I yeah. trying to make you this way? But maybe Mary did it, right? Maybe. Um, but so Lisa's happy, but Mary fight might feel a little, a little trapped there, their friendship. You know why I'm smiling? Because I have a best friend. Whoa, 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 best friend? I've already suffocated. Give me a little space. Okay, no problem. Hey, I wrote you a song on the saxophone. It's called Well Bottom Blues. I tell you what, I'm just gonna walk right over here, okay? You sound great. I bet it sounds even better from the bottom of the well. You know what would have been interesting to put in? I, I know they were finished with the episode, mm-hmm. but like, I think maybe Mary should have ran off to, sh- I don't know, because Sherry Taylor were dead. But like, you know, the 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 annual like yeah. the party, like it should have been like a scene where like, obviously it doesn't matter. They could share it could have been alive, but like Mary off partying with the other people of the anti-Lisa party. It would have been <laughs> kind of funny. Just like, and like Lisa. Like, mm. <laughs> so that even the ghost of the unpopular girl is more yeah, popular than Lisa. Right, yeah. right, right. I love that. <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, but it ends actually with, as our podcast began with the Disney song. And now uh, uh, it's probably it's going to end with a Disney song. But uh, who's missing from this Treehouse of Horror that's always in Treehouse of Horror, Steve? Well, it's our favorite aliens, Kang and Kodos. I think we should wrap it up. We'll let them sing and King and Codex can make their appearance and we'll come back and uh, finish up uh, the episode. How about that? That sounds great. We'll be right back. Next Halloween, with tales of horror and pain. Treehouse XXXIII, take a trip down dismembering lane. Where we're king and Kodos this time, crammed into the final frame. We're dimmer stars than Proxima Centauri. Let's go drown our sorrows in a child's blood. Hasn't there been enough death in this episode, really?
righty, Craig, we're back. Let's finish up our discussion of the Treehouse of Horror 32. We'll talk about the things that made us laugh, the things we want on media or t-shirts or tattoos or whatever, maybe an MVJ or whatever, and then uh, we'll talk about our thoughts on the episode, and then we'll find out what we're watching next week. Man, for uh, Brandy, I mean, we kind of talked about in the episode with all the fun uh, greeting cards. We kind of find, like, besides greeting cards, like maybe enamel pins. Yeah. How they do, like, you can give the I choose you, choose you, or let's be friends enamel pins. But you could do that with the, like, the Lisa's seventh uh, annual, you know, anti Lisa party thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the card that she gives uh, Mary at the end. And I also like- kind of want, uh, like for a tattoo, I would kind of like a a Millhouse's uh, thumper. But how do you animate a tattoo so his head explodes from a? <laughs> That would be a fun one. I like yeah. the enamel pins though, but I do like the stylized uh, Simpsons as as the as Bambi characters. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, I think I do something similar. I do a tattoo of Bart holding the beer next to the tree with his like. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. What about a tapestry of actually the Burns family tree? So it shows like Ooh. Satan and yeah. That's that, really good. That'd yeah. be kind of a cool tapestry to have. Yeah. And also uh, just the sign of. Um, when he goes to the Springfield Christmas tree farm with the chop him, drop him and strap him to your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just imagine like a bumper sticker. Like it doesn't have like the Holly that's around it, but it just says chop him, <laughs> drop him and strap him to your car. You put that in your car. Like there's no reference. Like what would someone see driving? Like what, what does this person mean? They'll probably think it's a political thing. <laughs> right. It's like They'll an pro- avid hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chop him, drop him. I'm trying to think what you get. Eh, it doesn't matter, but yeah, that'd be fun. What about you? Um, yeah. So I would love to have almost anything from the Edward Gorey. Well, yeah, um, you said the, the part and the beer. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I do really like the idea of the cards, or maybe even just um like some fake packaging for the candy, <laughs> like a butter toes or an N and N's. That would be kind rapper. of cool if like I mean I know like the the major candies like always put out like Halloween style candy like like Reese's does like the pumpkin shapes and but it would be fun if like they did play on words with like yeah. if they did the butter toes or yeah some or, like wacky packaging like, or like butterfingers should be like bloody fingers <laughs> yeah It'd be kind of fun yeah I think they kind of already do that I did also mention I would like the the corpse tree that the trees make from the Springfield Springfield residents. <laughs> as an actual prop tree yeah that would be a lot of fun you know really man up there you'd make a really good painting like a, like a nice like classical painting of of um vincent price holding the book of the telltale bart Ooh. just like in like a nice like victorian painting style it's kind of yeah. like a cool like go- or like a gothic style totally yeah <laughs> treehouse of horror i think just has so much visual things from all the episodes just you could do almost anything would be absolutely great. yeah It'd be a great uh t-shirt or tattoo or poster or anything bring back the action figures and make the oh that'd be cool too yeah i remember i think i had i think it was like maybe wendy's or burger king i don't think it was mcdonald's but i think it was do you remember the the happy i think we talked about this before but like one of the happy meals was actually like bambi toys oh yes i do remember that because like i remember re-release. having them and i had thumper yeah i think i had thumper too well i had thumper one whoa but uh, all right. Well, what about uh, gags? Um, well, um, there's a lot of things here that made me laugh. Um, I really liked uh, Kurt talking about who the real parasite was. <laughs> um, and then Lisa offering some socialist ideals, which nearly kills her. Yeah. But they're all on board beforehand. I always like Ken Brockman. He always makes me laugh. And this is no Such exception. A good scene. Yeah. And then, of course, Willie with the uh, saws made me laugh a lot, too. <laughs> Especially the rollerblade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then just his arms getting cut off. Like <laughs> all the bloody violence. It's just so much fun. I feel like they've like upped their bloody violence. Although it's funny. I don't think there's actually blood in this episode. It's just like all dismemberment. I think that's kind of funnier. You know, I kind of thought about that when uh, Bart was watching the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon and he said it has, it works on two levels, blood and guts. Yeah. I kind of wanted to tell him that, you know, there are blood, but there's no guts because <laughs> uh, when uh, the when Scratchy's head was uh, bleeding, it was just bleeding. We didn't say any guts. So yeah, this episode, I wonder if that's like a, a maybe a censorship thing. Could be like, well, don't show you show all these people getting their heads chopped off. <laughs> what if that was that was it? Like <laughs> they got notes from like the network. Although famously, though, I thought like Fox really can't give notes to the Simpsons. Like, they are pretty was, hands like, off. Yeah, they were. That was something. And you don't really need it because it'd be kind of <laughs> gross to see him like when Ralph kicks off Sherry O'Terry's heads, like yeah. all some blood splatters everywhere. <laughs> it'd be kind of like that that claymation video that you sent me a few weeks back. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was um, horrible. I wish I had that offhand. There's there's a there's a talented person on YouTube who makes claymation videos, and it's it's all around. It's pretty popular. I cannot for the life of me. I could. I guess I could look it up, but it's going to take time out. But um, yeah, if you type in something like. Uh, let's see. I think it's uh, Simpsons Couch Gag, You're Next. Yeah, type in like on YouTube, Simpsons Couch Gag, You're Next. It's Lee uh, Hardcastle. Yeah, Lee Hardcastle. Okay, thank you, Steve. So if you look it up, and I imagine a lot of people have seen it before, but it's it's so gruesome. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this could be an interesting couch gag, but no, no, not at all. Just, just check it out. There's other when Simpsons f- ones he, do, he does as well, but... Uh, when you first sent it to me, I assumed that it was... Uh, an actual couch gag that was real because you know how sometimes in recent years they've had like guest animators do it and then i watched it for more than like 30 seconds and was like oh no <laughs> yeah they would not allow this on tv so no <laughs> um check it out uh, on youtube yeah simpsons couch gag you're next uh, maybe not safe for the children or definitely not safe for the children or work uh, if you are at work and and you're alone make sure you have headphones on to watch it though yeah Anyways, uh, yeah, back to our review of this much lighter death capades. <laughs> the, the the violence I just love in this episode. Yeah, I love. I mean, God, Millhouse as as Thumper getting his head blown off is so great to me for some reason. And just the the pure pure violence of the Bambi uh, segment being so yeah so darn violent. It's great. And all the death and dismemberment and the parasite and then the tree. Uh, <laughs> again, Sherry O'Terry's heads getting. <laughs> Cut, uh, clean off. This is a lot of fun. Um, let's obviously it sounds like we liked it. Um, let's talk about our favorite segments. Let's go from least to most. Okay, I think for me, yeah, the weakest. It's it's hard. I think the weakest for me. Homer was right. The tree <laughs> bit was yep. probably the weakest for me. Um, it felt like the longest and the most tedious. But that's not to say that I didn't like it. I think the next one I'd go with would be the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was enjoyable, but like you mentioned, it is kind of uh, kind of weird to do from a reference to a 2002 movie. Although they did update it with for the, the modern TikTok. age yeah. with the TikTok. But um, I, but here's the thing: I think the ring has become part of the. You know how like there's always like the list that websites like a BuzzFeed will put out like the top 10 movies yeah. to watch during Halloween or Christmas. I think the ring is always on those lists. I think so. And I think it does uh, attract people. It's a good horror movie for people who aren't into horror. Like us. Yeah. Because yeah, it's also more psychological and it's very stylized in a certain and, way. And we both like that movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be my second least favorite. Um, and then probably Bambi. 
I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a great way to open the show, yeah. open the show. And then I loved how faithful Parasite was to the movie. It ends in such a weird, wild way that the movie also does. And I thought it just spoke, to, it referenced the movie very well. Um, but to me, the, my favorite uh, was the Ed, Edward Gorey one, hands down. Um, I just got so much delight out of the animation and uh, just the way that it was creepy, but also engrossing and just, I don't know, I, it just really spoke to me in a way that I really liked. I think I'm going to 100% agree with you on that. Nice. The rankings. Um, and they always do like like the Parasite parody, which I'll consider that the first. I know they said there's five segments. Yeah. I consider the Bambi one to be more of the couch gag because mm-hmm. it was short. I mean, there's been couch gags that were longer than that Bambi segment. True. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the the Parasite, usually the, the big star is always the first one. Mm-hmm. And the third one could usually be, I, I, I know Homer makes the joke is like two good ones and then one crappy one in the middle. But I think sometimes the third one can either be hit or miss as well. I agree. But you're right. The tree one for me, like there, as there, there is still some great stuff in that. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about how much we love Willie and the roller skates, <laughs> rollerblades, and the axe, and it just the Kent Brockman. You know, Kent Brockman's our favorite character, so he yeah. has like some of the best lot, the best line. You know, maybe in the show. Well, and even even the writers uh, committing to uh, coming up with different famous trees. Right. Like that's pretty impressive to come up with the redwoods they can drive through the Stanford logo. Right. And really the, the biggest problem it should have been called the Treehouse of Horror, but you know. Yeah. But you're right. The the Telltale Bart just is classic Simpson. Like I almost think because it's only like a like a minute forty. Mm-hmm. They could almost just like air this like during a commercial break for something. Yeah, you know, just like just randomly just put it on. Like it it, it could have been the promo for this Treehouse of Horror. Really? Yeah. I, th- I think everything you said is, is the right the right order. But again, they're all good. Yeah, and I do have to say that I am impressed with you know having basically five segments. Uh, the episode flowed really well. Like I feel like everything had enough time, and uh, I like the pacing on it. It was good. Yeah, I, th- I I think this one this one holds up. This is this is definitely one to to watch during the uh, well next year. It's going to be the thirty two days of Halloween with the Simpsons. That's right. Treehouse of Horror have always been great. I I feel like maybe in the middle, like the seasons, like like fifteen to like twenty three, maybe or so, I don't know. Like yeah, I haven't been as. But of course, I don't, we haven't really reviewed those ones, so. Yeah, I know there's one that uh, does like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith parody. Hmm. And that one I remember being kind of a stinker. But of the ones that we've seen, and of the one of, of the what, like four that we've reviewed yeah. now, this I one's mean, up there. I mean, last year's written by uh, Julia Prescott. That was a great one, too. Mm-hmm. I'm on, on board saying that like New Simpsons, like pretty much starting like season, like maybe like 28 and on has been quality uh comedy i agree and you know we're three episodes into the season with our new experiment and i gotta say like all three episodes have been very enjoyable yeah i remember like going back like i think you even talked about in the the musical episode like you were saying like if i'm humming the songs after this uh-huh. episode and i was i was humming yeah. some of those songs i and... was remembering the times the, those tiny yeah. times <laughs> and then last week's episode too the scam i think was such a well-layered episode i it, so far they're hitting out of the ballpark for this yeah uh, season um so uh what if i gave this episode a ranking i get, you know the obvious would be 32 right because it's the 32nd uh triassa four mm-hmm. um maybe i'll do something a little different steve Alrighty. hey it takes seven days for the uh, ringer to kill you so i'm ranking off seven Alrighty. you know what i'll give it uh screw it i'll give it a 32 out of seven whoa yeah <laughs> 
it's the 32 30 second uh, treehouse of horror so uh and seven days to die there we go 32 7 32 7 all right yeah. that makes perfect sense to me yeah good um you know uh in that uh in that uh the uh, parasite episode uh bart was teaching that girl some math oh and the answer was 102 he also um, gave it a 32 yeah <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a uh there are uh 12 months in the year in the Edward Gorey story. So I'm going to give it a... Although uh, we didn't get to December, really. That's true. So I'm going to give this uh, an 11 (laughs) out of 104, but positive. (laughs) You know, there's also a um, a Simon and Garfunkel song called April Come She Will. (laughs) And in that song, you know, it starts like April Come She Will. And then it goes like May, she will stay. July, she must lie. So Paul Simon goes on. And he only ends it, I think, in like December. He ends it in December, but he doesn't do January, February, or March. You know, that Paul Simon, he does not ever complete his promises. I only know like three ways to leave my lover. Right. So um, uh, Paul Simon was born in 1941. So out of 1941, I'll give this episode a 19. I was born in 1982. So I'm going to give this a 1982 of 1941. How about that? I love it. <laughs> I think what we're saying is that this episode is good. Yes, it's a it's a treehouse, a treehouse of delight. That's right. All right. Well, Steve, uh, let's continue on watching the current season. So tentatively, we have an episode next week, right? Yes, uh, we should have one should be season 33, episode four uh, airing on Sunday, December or October. Let's say October 17th. (laughs) We're skipping November. (laughs) Uh, It's called the Ways W-A-Y-Z. We were. I thought it was going to be about driving. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it is. Well, it's a uh, yeah, it's kind of like a uh, we get a, a returning character from what I know is uh, hmm. yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So uh, Evergreen Terrace is overrun with traffic and Mo has a fateful choice to make. Oh, um, I saw somewhere and I can't find it on the web now, but I thought I saw somewhere on Twitter that Did you uh, see a little cameo. Yeah, it's there, there's an image with. Uh, oh, what's the character's name? Yeah, I'm seeing it now. It's uh, the uh, little person that Mo used to date. Who is that voiced by? Um, Is it Pamela Reed, I think? Nope. That's no, Ruth that she's playing Ruth Powers. That's right. Um, Maya, voiced by Tress McNeil. Oh, okay, so Maya, Tress McNeil. Okay. From the Eeny Teeny Maya Mo episode. <laughs> That from, was from uh, 20 season. Oh, wow. We, we don't think we reviewed that one. I don't think so. Huh? Now, what if, okay, because uh, I know baseball is going on, the playoffs, because a lot of times it might be delayed. I know that a lot of like the the the, the newer or a lot of the playoffs when it's um uh, like postseason, a lot of like the the games that aren't like the championships will be on like cable. But it's like more mm-hmm. of like just the division champions will be usually on Fox. So I don't know. Sometimes it's delayed, right? Sometimes, yeah, it could happen. What if, because the ways we were is supposed to air, and if it doesn't, should we do any teeny Maya Mo? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna watch the original, or we're gonna watch the new episode if it airs. But if not, we'll do the uh, any teeny Maya Mo. Yep, that? and that's uh, season twenty, episode sixteen. Okay, so next week you either hear the ways we were, and we won't have any reference to the episode with her. If not, we will be doing any teeny Mayamo. That's right. And does so, it make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, it makes sense to me. So I would suggest, listener, if you want, it might be a good idea to watch 
any teeny my mo regardless so that we have reference to the new episode or if it's uh, delayed we will watch that episode and i think i'm gonna actually watch the the one anyways just just so i yeah. have like a backstory and then you know eventually in the wheel of random we'll get to it that sounds good right yeah it makes makes sense to me all right <laughs> we sound so <laughs> indecisive right now no let's do it we're doing all it right. we're doing it all right well that's that's it for uh, this week hey let us know uh, how you felt about uh, this treehouse of horror uh, tell us your favorite ways to uh, murder your family on thanksgiving too but you can do that by <laughs> contact us on social media like twitter's facebook instagram at 138 simpsons and you can email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com and you can go to your favorite pod catching up and leave us five stars or the equivalent of and you can write us a review but it doesn't need to be a real review you can just uh tell us who you think the real parasite is and for this week i've been annoyed grunt boy craig and i've been annoyed grunt boy steve and remember keep perfecting your turtle torture i am not built for the american ass killing you is very important to us please hold your curse will be answered in the order it was received <laughs>